Welcome to the Her Inspired Journey podcast, a show all for women about living your best life and fulfilling your passions from the backcountry to the table. No matter where you are, what hurdles you faced, or where you want to go next, we're right here on this journey with you. It's time to take charge, pave your way, and create success. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I am here to bring you a bonus episode of the Her Inspired Journey podcast, and this is one I think everybody can enjoy. So a couple weeks back, I was stuck at Denver International Airport because of a snowstorm and some budget rental fiascos. However, it ended up working out perfectly because uh, Trent Fisher and Wesley of Born and Raised we're stuck in Denver as well. So I get an Instagram message from Wes saying, hey, we're over here in the B terminal. Come down. Let's get together. Let's hang out. Let's chat. So I got to spend a few hours with them and it made my 18 hours at DAA bearable to say the least. So I think this is a fun episode. We kind of just roll with it. We dive in. We're literally sitting overlooking um, the tarmac and just catching up on life and hunting and family and getting a feel for what they have going on this year and what might be rolling out for them. So I think that you'll enjoy this. And uh, as always, it's fun to bring you another episode, but to do it in a way where you get an extra one this week. If you're not already following them, and I would be hard pressed to believe you aren't, you can go over and follow the guys and see what they're doing. They're, they are a local um, Oregon-based group. They've been hunting together since, oh my gosh, I don't even know when, but they are born and raised outdoors online and on Instagram. They also have a killer YouTube channel where you can go and see some of their hunts. They really do specialize, if you will and highlight hunting Roosevelt elk here in Oregon. And it's funny because... Um, they have since become good friends of mine. However, when I very first got into elk hunting about five years ago, I was first introduced to them and I was over at a hunt in a pretty, um, pretty well-known spot here in Oregon. And I was just kind of a part of the experience watching the rut, um, was my very first time being involved in this kind of like elk hunting scenario and we got back to camp that night. It was definitely like glamping. We had these big, nice trailers and um, somebody threw in a born and raised video and I was hooked. I'd never really had the desire to hunt elk before this trip. Growing up just hunting mule deer, I felt like that was enough until this experience, until getting to watch in person bulls fighting, hearing the bugles, and then going back and watching the born and raised guys get it done here in Oregon. I was like, sign me up next year. I am hunting elk and I've been hunting them ever since. So I really do attribute my love for elk hunting for them first exposing me to this. So I think you'll really enjoy it. We will go ahead and dive into today's episode. There are a couple things that I want to touch on before we jump into today's episode and get to know the bro crew better. One of them is that Wilderness Athlete just announced the launch of their new product line, Mastermind. I'm not kidding. I don't typically get this excited about new products and supplements that come on the market, but this line that they've formulated is combined with nootropics, which are mushroom blends to help you literally perform your best, sleep your best, and to bring it down a level if you need to. You know the saying, chill pill? They've literally done it. They have three new products, 
at ease, unplug, and edge. Each one of these is specifically formulated to support your body in the way that it needs. At ease is a mood booster. It will help decrease anxiety and uh, symptoms of depression. It really just does bring you down and level things out. Unplug is awesome because when I heard them say, wake up feeling refreshed, I was sold. I was like, send me three bottles. I don't sleep very well in the way that I am always tired. And when I wake up, I always feel like, did I even sleep? I mean, I know I did, but the idea of waking up in the morning and actually feeling like my body is ready for a new day sounds amazing. They also have edge which is going to help you stay focused and energized throughout the day. It's going to give you that boost of energy without a bunch of stimulation that you need to stay focused and on point, especially in a world full of distractions. So make sure that you head over to wildernessathlete.com. You have to check this out, even if you only get online to look at the products and see what they have and to ask questions. These are some I literally believe are going to be game changers, life-changing experiences for those who need it most. You can also use the code WAWOMEN. W-A-W-O-M-E-N for a discount at checkout. This will give you all of the goods for a discounted price. And again, I think you definitely probably need some of this in your life. I also want to let you know that we are doing a giveaway over on Instagram on the Her Inspired Journey page. It's at Her Inspired Journey and it's going on for the next few days. So don't delay. Make sure you get over there and check it out. We are going to be doing a giveaway of some Her Inspired Journey swag. We have also got a premium hunt membership with Onyx Hunt, which is a great digital mapping system that I've used for years and absolutely love it along with some swag from them. And Wilderness Athlete has kicked in some swag as well as a tub of their energy and focus. So definitely things that you want to get in on and make sure you check that out. I've also announced the open registration for Ladies Weekend, which is going to be kicking off uh, July 6th and 7th in Fall Creek, Oregon. And that is an open invitation, but it is capped at 35 registrants. So make sure that you get over there and get your name on the list to be signed up. There's going to be a ton of giveaways. Uh, We've got some Sitka ladies camo. We've also got Wilderness Athlete products. Rocky Mountain Hunting Calls has thrown in. Onyx Maps has also thrown in some premium memberships and a ton of stuff I'm not going to waste your time with talking about now. But if you want more information, be sure to head over and check out my Instagram page. There is a link. It is right there in my bio. It is called Ladies Weekend. You cannot miss it and you shouldn't miss it. Without further ado, here we go with the bro crew. Fire away. (laughs) So this is odd. So I'm over in gate A26, and I get an Instagram message from Wesley going, hey, are you still stuck in Denver? And I'm like, yes, I feel like I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. He's like, well, so are we. (laughs) So lo and behold, we are sitting here, Trent, Wesley, and I staring out at planes potentially leaving. Yeah, that's a pretty one. 
<laughs> there are birds in the airport right here it's just hanging out it's crazy this is crazy so we're headed to wisconsin with uh, vortex and the guys and hushin and sam soholt and the hunting public to go on a turkey hunt and we are delayed we were supposed to leave yesterday we're supposed to be actually right now shooting some film in vortex uh, factory, but that is not happening, obviously, and so we've still got another four hours today before we get to go. So, oh boy, yeah, good times. Good yeah, times. well, it's like we were saying just a little bit ago. It's really hard to do anything about getting upset with it, or you know, just like your plans are are broke, and you just figure out what where to go from there and what to do, and stay patient. I was up at the budget car rental which uh, I'll be yelping about for sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like 4.30 in the morning and people are just, their panties are in such a bunch they just can't even see straight. So, you know, at some point, you gotta, you want, of course, you want to get home and you want to get to where you're going. You guys want to get it to Wisconsin, but you just can't be too mad about it. No, no, it, things happen. It, I think it's, it depends on how you react about it, right? I mean, it's just like you can, we could snivel and, and be down about it, but it wouldn't do us a darn bit of good right now. For sure. So plans are just modified at this point. Look, and we got to run into you. We got. I mean, it's yeah, it's a blessed day already. Absolutely. Yeah. For Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Got to be able to uh, roll with pin- punches sometimes. So, anyway, tell us a little bit about what's coming up for you. Um. Yeah. So after this turkey hunt, so we kind of go into that little bit of a lull. Well, no, that's not actually true. We got hoodoo coming up, and uh, I was just talking. You may or may not come there. Maybe. Anyway, we got uh, hoodoo Northwest Mountain Challenge coming up. Uh, first weekend in June, as as it usually always is. Sounds like there's going to be some snow up there again. So, at first when we did that shoot um, last year, there was a bunch of snow. It was like, uh, is it going to be okay? How are people going to like it and everything? It turned out to be a giant hit. And the snow was actually everybody loved it, so it was it was um, it was kind of one of those pleasant surprises. How about that? It was it was for sure. Yeah, so we'll be doing that this year um, and doing a course there. We'll do have a born and raised outdoors course there, and then we'll also have a booth there and and uh, with all our apparel and everything, doing a bunch of sales and stuff like that, trying to get through some of our old inventory so we can start making new inventory. So. You guys are always doing something. Always doing something. It. You always got to stay, uh, yeah, always got to stay moving. Pedal right? to the metal for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? The Northwest Mountain Challenge is a lot of fun because, you know, some of these other ones are family friendly, but this one to me is very family oriented. You know, everybody's up there. You've got your trailers, you're hanging yeah. out, you know, you're camping, you're catching up, you're telling stories. I remember the very first time, actually, no, it was my second time there, and we were camping out in our tent. And it was like maybe 12.30 in the morning or something. And you've got all of these guys and you can just hear them outside. They're just chatting about their stories and this bull and this hunt and all these things. It's like, man, you can't even be bothered by the fact that it's, you know, you're trying to sleep and you're listening to people catch up, you know, and and share these stories and and reconnect. So super cool event. It's really cool to have that common ground. And I think that's the common ground with bow hunters you know what i mean i really really do i think and we say it a lot i think as far as just you know it's a community of people that in the most part everybody wants to see someone succeed every single person is not out there to say hey you know get out of my spot or you're doing you know everybody wants to help each other out it seems like and it's it's really been a positive thing especially like the northwest mountain challenge and and we've only went to really the hoodoo side of things but i'm sure it's like that in all of you know in all of them that they put on so it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. Like uh, like Courtney was saying, a lot of families 
it's a super family oriented thing. It's it's cool to see kids out there uh, with their parents and stuff, and, and or just mentors or or whatever. It's it's pretty it's pretty special. Yeah, so this last weekend I was down in Eagle, Colorado for the Alpha Bow Hunting Challenge, which I'd never been to before. Obviously, I've been a part of Train to Hunt and I've done those competitions, but I've only seen bits and pieces of the Alpha Bow Hunting Challenge, and it was just like you just described, only like 10 times more. Really? And not to say that Northwest is subpar or anything, sure. but there was just so much camaraderie behind even the people who were going head-to-head and competing together. They just, they, they were giving each other high fives and they really truly supported each other and I was uh, I actually did a podcast last night with a girl named Caitlin Turner and she was talking about the fact that um, just this last season somebody had broken into their truck here in Colorado and stolen all of their Mm. archery stuff binoculars bows you know the full gamut of things and um, she said just from meeting these people within the alpha boating challenge they stepped up and people were pitching in rests and bows and binoculars and all these different things so you know you hit that nail right on the head when you talk about the community of people that stand behind you know bow hunting and this specific tribe of people it's just it's such a great thing to be a part of oh 100 percent and and i started learning i mean when we got back into bow hunting um wayne indicott from the bow rack he is a giant advocate for just just the sport of bow hunting and and just the it, it doesn't even have to be hunting you know archery alone is something that's i was talking to a person on the flight yesterday uh, that I ran into and it was a gal and she goes you know I've always wanted to get into bow hunting or not hunting but archery mm-hmm. and I said you should do it and actually by the end of our conversation she was just I jotted her down you know a different couple of archery shops and she's just like you know I'm gonna go and I'm gonna check it out I'm gonna I'm gonna try it I said first off go get fitted you know and make sure you'd get the right equipment yeah. you know make sure it's not just a fly by night you know something you, you got to get fitted and, and have a couple lessons but man it is so awesome the community out there everybody's willing to help each other definitely Everybody. so at my seminar my ladies archery fitness seminar at no limits last night in denver mm-hmm. there was a gal there that came she was just she was all in all of her cards were on the table she's shot a bow two times wow and she had just recently bought it they tested her they fitted her they got her all set up with a, a matthews bow and she was there and she was just like this sponge that was so hungry just for knowledge and information and asking questions and it's really cool to see people men and women you know doesn't matter they're just they're they're willing to go in there step out on a limb and ask people you know like help how do I how do I figure this out how do I you know anchor correctly what should my shot process be and it's it's one thing to feel you know like a newbie but it's another thing to feel like a newbie in an area with a community of people that will help you out and, and help you figure it out yeah just to have that just to have that group of people is amazing for confidence definitely so when i earlier when i figured out i wasn't going to be able to make it home today i'm super homesick i'm trying to get back to the kids <laughs> and um i just kind of had this moment i was facetiming the boys and they were getting ready to go to school and i kind of broke down a little bit and had to dismiss the call a little bit early but you know something that i was talking to you about is there's this as you know there's this sacrifice and this cost that comes at living this this lifestyle and and pursuing the hunt and doing all of these things and i know it's a major balance just you know not only for yourself but for your wife and and for all of your guys's families so you know i'm curious to you know hear from you how you balance that out and how that works for you where those sacrifices happen and and how you guys make it work sure sure so so before i did this i I cut trees for 18 years i was a timber follower and in that occupation, 
it's a uh, it's really dangerous and i've been hurt numbers of times broken my shoulder broken bones and stitches and, and so forth and and um and I, we've always done born and raised since like 2007 so it's always been kind of a passion of ours and so we've always been gone from bow for hunting trips and stuff like that so it wasn't like a a big shock to the family that i'm going to be usually gone in september the biggest thing for me now is i have kids and they're getting to the age where it's like they you know why my son he's really taking hunting i mean on and um my daughter not so much she she she's she's okay with it <laughs> But my son is really, and so now it's turning into getting to spend some more time with him. But but it is tough. So Land of the Free 1.0 we were talking about, I spent four, or 53 days um, hunting straight. And it, it is just, it's it's not, um, it's, it's not an easy, easy thing for the family. One thing I will say that's really, really, really helped us is uh, technology. Yeah. Like you said, your FaceTiming, um, it, it's huge. We have those DeLorms. Okay. The in reaches. So I text my family pretty much every single night when I'm out. So no matter where I'm at in the wilderness, wherever, you know, I'm sleeping, camping on the ground that night, I can usually have contact with my family. That's been a huge, huge thing. So just kind of checking up, hey, I'm doing good. Even if it's just that much, it's it's big. It's a really, really big thing. But um, but no, it's tough. And so, so like I touched on my earlier career, what I used to do and everything, as far as the danger of it, and there's a little bit more peace now, I think, for the family that, you know, because any day I could come home hurt or I could come, you know. And so it's like, and I'm doing something that I really, really love now. And my wife, she enjoys that I'm happy. And that's a lot. I mean, happiness, there is so much to be said for happiness, whether what you have to go through to get happiness, it's, 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 uh, once you find it and once you once you know kind of what you're doing in the path that you want and, and um, to maybe inspire somebody else to be happy it's um, it's pretty amazing stuff and and that's what keeps us kind of going every single day but nonetheless there's always going to be those phone calls that are tough there's always going to be you know and you just try to limit that down and that's where it's kind of benefited us as we have you you're kind of You've got Stephen too, but I'm kind of a lone soldier in it where we have, we kind of can break it up where Cody can be gone or then I can be gone for a little bit. And so it doesn't, it's not everything on one person's shoulders, you know, so. Yeah, I think the, the problem with people really being able to tap into that happy spot in their life or that, that hobby or that passion that they have and go all in with it is guilt. Yeah. You know, so I know that people talk about mom guilt all of the time and you know, I'm, I was here yesterday for a seminar and I missed my kids very first ever baseball game. You know, my son struck a bunch of people out. He was pitching. They did awesome. awesome. And I'm hearing the stories and I'm like, I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of them. It hurts. And it, you know, at some point you start to weigh that cost benefit of being gone, you know, and although that I'm following my passion and I'm working with clients and I'm helping, you know, do my best to inspire other people who are at, you know, this, this maybe lower place in their life or to get them to get out and start enjoying life. I still battle that like intense emotional guilt. Mm -hmm. And you know, some people will refer, refer to it as mom guilt. Do you ever experience things like that? Like as a dad and as a father where you're feeling like guilty, like my happiness is almost, it can sometimes feel like it's superseding the the commitment or the uh, the interaction with my family. A hundred percent, no. And I, and I totally understand exactly what you're saying. Um, I've kind of put it into a different realm a little bit, not not all the way, because I missed my son's birthday, like I was telling you last year. That was that was tough to take, but 
at the same time, you're still you're still their parent, I believe, and or not I believe you're still their parent, and you're teaching them, you know, and so they understand that what we do, this pays the bills. This is what gets them to go to do baseball and gets their cleats and buys their all their stuff for them, and and this is this is what actually that we've delved into as far as that makes our living for us, and so to show your son or daughter that to say, hey, you know, my son's always, you know. Dad's gonna be gone, you know. But you know, we have to make money. You know, there, there, it, it's just that other side to the coin that, you know, and it teaches them. You know what, mom and dad, when they come back, it's just that whole, you know, you just love on them and 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 really cherish the times and want to hear the stories and stuff like that. But I think kids are super smart. They're super smart, and they know that you're not gone just to leave them. You know, and so and that I think that really, really resonates as a kid. And, and it helps them, too, as they grow up to feel like, you know, I have to do what I have to do to raise my family and to provide for my family. And um, it's not like dad's just going on another adventure all, the, you know, by himself and not caring about us. It's 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 de- it's definitely has that, you know, you have to provide for them in order to have them to do what they want to do as well. So. For sure. And, you know, like and I, sh- I can imagine that you would relate. We want our kids to grow up to be ambitious in a world yeah. where we live with people getting lazier and lazier by the minute. We want them to be led by example of going after the things that you want and living with passion and, you know, not just hoping things come your way. Absolutely. So, you know, for me, too, I think one of the hard things, especially when it comes to like being out on a hunt or, you know, going to hunt out of state is I put so much um, expectation. Mm. If I'm going to go over and I'm going to, you know, be gone for two weeks and I'm going to be in Idaho hunting, I've got to bring something home. Right. 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 And I know last year for me, I really battled with this. I did this year too. Um, you know, I've had a really short spring bear season here in Oregon. And so I thought any time that I can spend out here, I have to make it really beneficial because again, that cost, it's like, I'm always yeah. looking at an ROI, even if it's not in business, Yeah. even in life. And so we were last day of Idaho um, elk archery last year, and we knew it was like, okay, we've got two miles to walk out, but essentially this hunt's over, you know? And I just broke down and I started crying, and I thought the things that I have sacrificed and missed out that I'll never get back at, at this gamble of this hunt... You know what I mean? There's yeah, so much pressure yes that goes no. into it. Yes and no. I, I, ROI, I think, is measured in a ton of different things. And, Definitely. And I think that you have to step back and just think about with what you did and with what you documented. Yeah. Think of how many people you inspired to go do that. And you didn't. You weren't successful, you know. And if, if she can go do it, and she is the best of the best of the best, and she wasn't successful at it, but she still went out and tried her hardest, then I can do that. Sure. And so, I mean, ROI is measured in so many different levels, I believe. And it's just like, you know, you, at some points, like land of the free 1.0, we killed in, in essentially 45 days, 50 days, we killed 13 bulls. It was amazing. It was amazing. And then we went into land of the free 2.0 and we're like, well, we have to do that again or else we're going to be failures. (laughs) You know, we just were, or else we're going to consider it a failure. (laughs) And it's just like, we tried to put way too much on ourselves, I think, and tried to just set the bar so high that we forgot about why we do it in the first place. And, and, and it's to inspire and educate and entertain people to actually go out and maybe try something that's really uncomfortable to them. And um, I think I think we can definitely, you know, try to just focus on certain things rather than I got to kill, I got to kill, I got to kill. Because I'm looking through Instagram and every other picture is a giant six-point bull that yeah. such and, that so-and-so killed. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, you know, it is so hard to step out of that whole realm and be like, you know, 
I don't have to. I had a great hunt. I hopefully did what I came to do, and I put it all out there, and I don't, I don't have any regrets. So how do you, like, how do you have that check-in moment with yourself where you have to reground, like, how do you get back to that place? Because I know we all get there, you know, we, we come down or we're hard on ourselves or we didn't fell it tag, and, and we're looking through, just like you said, and success, success, success. You know, like, how do you go, like, okay, but... A lot of it, what we've done is we've built this team of people. We've, we've got, you know, four or five people usually always hunting with us at at the same time. So it's, it's everybody. And, and I think it just goes back to just, I would say, elk hunting in itself. Because the way we set up our dynamic is we have a shooter, right? And that shooter makes all the calls. He makes the call if we go over to Toucan Sam over the ridge or we stay here or we go over there. He makes all the calls and everybody has to follow him. But at the same time, say he shoots a bull bat, say he shoulder blades one, say whatever, you know, it may be. And that whole team has to get behind that guy and be like, hey, dude, you got to shake this off. You got to, you know, get your head right because they're, you know, what could happen around the next corner. So I think that we have that dynamic in our group as far as we're a team. We have more brothers to rely on to when one guy's down, the other guys pick him up or vice versa, you know. And so I think that's where we've been super blessed. I really, really do as far as you can. It's so easy out there to get uh, so down. I'm away from my family. What am I doing? It's so easy to do. But um, if you have that team kind of in place, it can help that and really alleviate some of that. It's good to have people have your back. Oh, man. And huge, huge. That, that bond that you build with, you know, those partners that you have when you're out there and you're in awful scenarios and you're in great scenarios and you have success and you have all of these memories. Like, you build a relationship and a bond with that person that goes to the ends of the earth. 100%. 100%. I would totally agree with you. So do your wives ever join? Do they have any interest in hunting? Or? Not, at, not at not, all. Not a minute. No. 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 I want to see born and raised <laughs> ladies edition. I my actually actually my wife the other day she was talking and because uh, we started our own podcast and stuff as well and and um, anyway she she said she'd be on the podcast with me and I looked at her like oh, that scares me to death. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so we're gonna do that. I'm I'm excited for that. But uh, but no, my wife has no ambition to hunt. No ambition to. But when I go out, you know, it's just like please bring something back at some point because, you know, we, yeah. we rely on the meat solely. You know, we, we eat elk. Um, that's pretty much all we eat. So, so yeah, success is definitely always on my mind. But, um, but yeah, no, my I don't know. Cody's wife doesn't really hunt. Uh, Weston's wife doesn't really she hunt. She shoots a bow. She has Does a she? bow. She loves to shoot with me in the evenings and yeah. stuff. But besides that, I mean, no. But when I married her, I knew that she didn't do that. And it was I was okay with it as long as she was okay with me doing that. And she, that's one thing for like my wife she's like my biggest encourager yeah so it's not like i have a wife who is pissed when i go hunting she i mean i was trying to stay home through this weekend before we came on this trip and she was trying to get me out the door to go bear hunting <laughs> because she knew i wanted to go bear hunting but i was like no i'm anyways that's our wives are pretty freaking yeah. awesome trevor's but, wife hunts trevor's wife does some hunting yes uh she bow hunted last year a couple years ago and uh she's killed some decent nice blacktails with her rifle um so she's she's she a green head before yeah she, she did she's green shot green before <laughs> trevor now yeah um but uh but yeah no she she does hunt and, and uh she lo- i've sat in you know laden blinds with her before and she's tougher than nails and she that's awesome she does it it's pretty cool but uh 
that's how you know you have a good thing when somebody you know your partner truly understands your passion even when they don't see it yeah you know they 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 feel it for you and just like your wife encouraging you to go you're trying to stay home and she's trying to push you out the door because she knows you know time is limited and you want to be hunting yeah that's that's pretty awesome no it's absolutely and and it's vice versa too. We got to know when to shut it off. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's no, like uh, yeah, it's that fine line we talked about. Definitely. Like, like summertime, there's no seasons. My wife likes the summer oh, and yeah. the and the winter because there's really not much. Sure, sure. Winters. So I'm home, and, but fall, nah, she knows. Gone. But, yeah, gone. Yeah. So yeah. what's up for born and raised this year? What can we expect to see? <sighs> Um, so elk has always been kind of our, our thing, right? That's how we kind of cut our teeth. And uh, we our passion, honestly, lies in elk hunting more, I would say, than anything. And so um, we'll always do that. Everybody, we get tons of EMs, DMs, whatever you call them, and emails and stuff on, is there going to be a land of the free 3.0? And honestly, I, I don't want to go down the road of 3.0, 4.0. You know, I mean, it just, to me, I think sometimes after you do that, maybe it takes away from a project. So we're definitely we're definitely molding a project together right now and uh, what that may be we're still kind of kicking around but it's definitely going to be elk hunting in numerous states and um, it's going to be a little bit of you know chip off the old block of what we've done in the past so there's always going to be that we're, we're going to be always elk hunting we're going to be probably always showing the day-by-day journey of it and the struggles and and the things that we learn every single day and uh, hopefully the successes as well <laughs> hopefully that's super cool and it's inspiring to me because you guys and i, I think i've told you this years ago but mm-hmm. you guys are actually what inspired and really kind of like kicked me over the edge as far as starting to elk hunt because I grew up solely as a rifle hunter solely as a deer hunter never did anything else my dad always invited me to go deer hunting with him but I think when it came to elk season he might have wanted that time to himself either that because he always said it's gonna be really cold it's gonna be really snowy you know so so I was always like okay no I'm good I'll set this one out so I just never got into it and it was like four or five years ago I can't remember for sure now and I got invited to go over to a, a good unit in Oregon cool. for a part of this archery hunt, just to be there, just to, no just tag. to see it. No tag. Just okay. Just yeah. to be, you know, sure. a part of, you know, what's going on and get the ins and outs, and and um, got to get into the full experience. And we're surrounded by bull, bugling bulls, and actually got into a herd and watched two really nice bulls just go after each wow. other. We got to chase them down. I mean, it was intense, and. That same night, we went back to my buddy's trailer. We, I was over there with um, a couple people, and they they turned on Born and Raised, and I have no idea what episode <laughs> it was. I have no idea anything. I had no clue who you guys were. Uh-huh. And they start playing this, and we're watching, like, one episode after another after another, and I'm just like, wow. Like, that oh, is really? so, so, so cool. So. I'd never had the bug until that moment. That's awesome. And, you know, being out there and soaking up that experience and then coming back and watching you guys and just what I loved about your guys' experience and the way that you tell those stories is that it's so real. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there doing great things and there's a lot of people out there who really try to polish things and stage things and, and just make things like more than they are and you guys always bring honesty and authenticity 
and funny stuff most of the time, right? You know, and so yeah. it's, it's super enjoyable and I think people can really relate to it and it does inspire people to step out there and go, I want to do this now. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's what we started out as... We started out, everybody started out watching the Truth series with Primos, you know? That's what we started out as. And, and when we started out, it was like, man, we need, to, we need to tell this story like nobody tells. It was always the outdoor channels, all we had back then. And it was feeders and whitetails and, and stuff like that. And it was just the, the same routine everything, every time you knew what you were going to get. And there was those few out there that, really, that we really resonated with that we wanted to be like. Yeah. Um, on Foot Films would be one of them if you've ever watched their stuff. They're, they're amazing. They do some mule deer stuff and they've done some uh, um, elk stuff. But it, just amazing stuff and they told a story. And so we said if we can stick to that, if we can stick to our why, which is to entertain, educate, and inspire somebody possibly, then that's what that's our wheelhouse. That's what we need to do. And um, anyway, it's just been a, a huge journey as you probably have seen us from from back when we started to now and and that was the whole I'll be just totally frank and honest with uh, a wounding a wounding an animal that was a big thing because you never ever ever saw that before and the fact of it happening is real and so we were not sure how to portray it we um, and so we just told the truth about it and it was amazing how many people stood behind us in those whole down you know the super down times and I, I shouldered a blade and uh, shoulder bladed a bull in Wyoming two years ago and it was just like the feedback from that was so positive it was like Trent keep your head up keep going you know it was just like amazing and we, and we touched on the bow hunting community a little bit ago and it's just like it definitely resonates with what we're doing it does because as hunters we can all relate there's not a single hunter I wouldn't say that hasn't experienced some sort of that disappointment in the field and it's not something that people want to talk about. It's, it's something that is really held closely because, you know, we're constantly under attack. Yes. Amongst many things, it's hard to be able to publicly say, I shot but didn't recover or I shot and wounded an animal because, for one, that's never what we want to do. We want to be, you know, ethical and efficient with, with, our, with our harvesting. But at the same time, it also puts us in a position to be more on point and more attacked by anti-hunters. 100%. And you can do negative, too. I mean, there is, you can go the different, the other direction with that. And uh, it, I think it just, and that's like what you touched on, it just all depends on how you portray it and what, and you've got to do due diligence and justice of, of, you know, whether it be looking for two or three days straight and gritting it and doing every single thing in your possibility to, um, to try to find that and, and, and make that, you know, find that animal. For sure. So something I get asked about quite a bit is, I feel like I say that a lot. That sounds so weird when I say that, but I do. I get asked <laughs> this quite a bit. Um, do I film my hunts? Yeah. And I want to pick your brain about it because I am not a techie person. Like, I literally don't even know how to use this thing I'm holding right you here. You and me both. You but, and me both. you know, I, I try to make it work and I fake it as much as I can. So for me, tech isn't something that I enjoy. It's not something I want to invest time learning so when I go out there, and I'll do like Instagram stories, which I really enjoy, but, but really trying to do like an actual hunting film for me, I kind of step back in because it takes away a little bit of the experience of me being out there and being involved in the hunt. Really? Do you guys ever experience like, is it a pain in your butt to like try to capture certain things or trying to get things on film instead of just really diving into the hunt? Absolutely. <laughs> no, it is, uh, elk hunting is that certain, I think that certain species that you can go after with a party, with a crew of 
for people and still be successful just because if you put all those things in place elk running herds if you act like a herd you know that kind of thing um but but no there was one year that born and raised we were just like we we're kind of we we're kind of tired of filming we were just kind of at that point where it's just like we've tried and tried and tried and tried and we never could like break, break through we did the dvd thing and so we all just decided dude let's just take this year off let's take this off let's all still go hunting and um and, and let's just do this you know just just us let's just make this a fun time we go out like the third day this giant six by six roosevelt comes in cody's shooting his recurve all of us are there. We're all there. I'm standing right beside him. Steve's behind me. Trevor's behind. I mean, we had a whole crew of guys there. No cameras, no one. It comes into six yards, and he pulls back his recurve and shoots this thing, and it runs out there about 40 yards and falls over dead. And we all looked at each other. I will not. I will never forget it. We all looked at each other like, why did we not have a camera to film this? Why did we not document this? Why did we not? You know, that way, the cool thing about what we do is my kids get on YouTube all the time and they're <laughs> following everything that we do, yeah. and which is really cool. So, and I will have always have that for years and years for my grandkids, for or however the you know it may be. It's always going to be there, and they can always relive that, and then I can always relive that hunt. But what, I, I understand what you're saying. There is a nostalgia to it. Like when I pick up a rifle, because I rifle hunt as well if I can. Um, last year, I picked up a rifle. I went uh, Roosevelt hunting. I only had one day because we were editing like madmen, trying to get the Land of the Free project out. And so I had one day, and, and one morning, I tracked down a bull and uh, shot it with a gun. And uh, it was awesome. It was one of those moments that was just mine, you know, and it was like no cameras, no people, and I will say that was pretty amazing. It was awesome. So, I think yes, to your question, there's 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 there is times and then there's those other times that, you know, that you just really really wish you would have documented it, but I totally understand what you're saying about the nostalgia and just taking it all in rather than, "Hey, I need an interview from you, Trent." Or when you're down, you just you just wounded a bull, Trent. Now, how do you feel? And just shoving a camera in your face. And the last thing that you want to do is look into that camera and exactly say your feelings because you want to beat somebody up that's doing it. You know, it's like yeah. it's it's one of those things where it's it's that give and take. And when you sign on to what we've done, it's like you're all in. You you are all in. You're going to be seeing the good, the bad, the ugly, and um, it's just uh, one of those things you have to be you have to be kind of in or out, I guess. Yeah. So. But I think you I think you'd like it. Yeah. I do. As much as I watch your Instagram stories and the most and you inspire people. You inspire people to get outside their shell and do things that they'd never thought they could do. It'd be the same I think for hunting as well. There's not a lot of female hunters out there that would go as hard as you, that would do it as good as you. And I I honestly think that you would you would enjoy it. I really do in the end. Well, there's some food for thought for this year. We've got some good stuff coming up, so. And the camera thing, it's, I don't know, I don't even know where the camera is right now. It's somewhere <laughs> around here, but I, I turn it on and I push the button. That's cool. what I do. I, I Cody, Wes, all those guys, they're camera guys. I've done it for years and I just know how to push the button. Perfect. So it's not push, that difficult. I, I can do that. I'm sure I can do that part. Cool. Well, I think uh, we'll get out of here and make this a, a shorter episode. I'm going to go see if I get to go home today or if I'm sleeping here at the Denver I Airport. So. I <laughs> hope so. I hope you get out of here. Well, I hope we do too. Yeah. Well, good luck to you guys uh, in Wisconsin. Obviously, everybody knows where to find you, Born and Raised on Instagram. Where else can they reach out? YouTube, Born and Raised Outdoors. We have Website. a podcast as well, yeah. uh, Born and Raised Audio Experience. Yeah. And we'll put this up on there if that's cool with you. Yep, yeah, sounds we'll good. Get a awesome. Cross collaboration. collaboration with you. 
we'll get something, something, something. Something Perfect. or other. Cool. Something or other. Sounds Thank good. you so much for seeking us out. And it, it, this has been awesome. This has been really fun. Well, my motto for this entire trip from New Mexico to this moment right now was there's no time wasted. That's that cool. was the mantra that I kept repeating cool. the entire time because if I'm away from home and if I am not seeing my family, I need to be doing everything I need to be doing to be as successful as I can be. So yes. this worked out very well. That's awesome. I'm cool. so glad this happened. All right. We'll talk to you later. Uh-huh. Well, ladies, that does it for this show for today. I hope that you found some inspiration, some good advice, and definitely some encouragement to take with you on the rest of your week. I'm already looking forward to coming back next week and giving you some more insight, some inspiration, and some tips on how to navigate your best life. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Your feedback is so important to me. I would love to know the questions that you have, any topics or ideas, and your feedback. You are so valuable to me, and I really appreciate you taking the time to leave the review and subscribe to the show. See you next week on Her Inspired Journey.